Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Spider-Man? More like Spider-Boy. What? He's not a man. Well, it's true, yeah. Spider-teenage boy. <laughs> Spider-14-year-old. <laughs> Spider boy, spider boy, here comes Spidey, he's a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome. This is I Only Like You, I Only Like Sine, who is my girlfriend. Hello. This is our movie review podcast. This week we reviewed Spider-Man Homecoming. Well, we haven't reviewed it yet. Okay, we're, we're about, about to, to review <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Last episode, we looked at the old Spider-Man, Tom Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. But here, now here we are with the new one, Tom Holland. We've seen it. We have. And it's kind of gone how we thought it was going to yeah. go. Yeah. Pretty much. So now you were worried that it was going to be too slick and mm. he was going to be a bit annoying, I think, mm. based on what we saw in Homecoming. I'm oh, sorry, in Civil War. So... That's kind of what happened. Yeah. I don't think my issue was that it was slick. It wasn't as slick as I thought it was going to be. Can I say slick for one more time? I think I probably didn't articulate myself very well in the last podcast. I think what I meant, and I've understood this now that I've seen Homecoming, mm-hmm. is that all these Marvel films especially are very cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. the same um, narrative structure and the same thing and we just replace the people and everything is exactly the same. And I think that's my biggest issue with Spider-Man Homecoming is that it's fine. It's fine the way that every other Marvel movie has been fine. And I know there's a huge sort of um, comparison between Marvel and DC, and I think probably unfairly just because they do comic book movies doesn't need to be compared. Mm -hmm. And there's been lots of um, sort of backlash at DC for making crap movies. But one thing that I will say about DC is at least they're trying something different. At least Suicide Squad... Ugh, let's not go there, but at least it was trying something different to everything else and Dark Knight was very different to um, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. and Even Batman Superman has got lots of yeah. hate recently, but they were doing something very different to every other Marvel film. Yeah. Marvel film has tried to do differently is Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. And it was so successful. Yes, absolutely. But then they keep going back to... Yeah, I think that's the standalone example, like yeah. Guardians, of what it should be. Um, but for some reason they can't seem to take that sort of flair and innovation into the hmm. Avengers sort of universe. Well, I'd argue that the Captain America, the last two Captain Americas, been a bit mm. different as well. Yeah. The way they've gone about it. But you're right, look at Doctor Strange and Iron Man, pretty much the same story about a rich dude who's mm. a, a dickhead and then he has an accident and then he gets a bit better. And there's not, I guess there's not an issue in doing that if, it's how you want to do it. I just worry that it's all gone a bit Hollywood and a bit predictable. Mm-hmm. And I just get bored of that same thing. Um, so what was your problem here with this one? How was it the same to other Marvel films? I thought it was a little bit different. Like The Kid, for example. Yeah, but so was Andrew Garfield's 
character. Yeah. I think you like the fact that in a lot of imaginings of Spider-Man, they make him a high school kid and they don't actually have him at school. At least in this one, he was at school and doing yeah. school things. That was cool. And he really was trying to balance being Spider-Man and being a kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's diff- what. Mm. It just feels similar. All those familiar beats and have a funny scene, then we'll have an action scene, then we'll have a funny scene. And I then think so, yeah. Might be a bit sad towards the end, but then yeah. we'll be fine forever. Yeah. And I don't like the way that these movies do humour as well. Um, I think, well, they to me it was quite similar in the Andrew Garfield films where they have him do something a bit silly and just have him fall over or something or trip over something or not press the right button on his spidey suit and that's supposed to elicit tons of laughter from the crowd. And I don't think that's funny because it's not, it's not really clever, it's just... You know. It's not exactly Charlie Chaplin is No. It's not No. Not the most humorous thing. And also, oh, he's a dork because he says the wrong thing to a girl. Like, yeah, we get that. I don't know, I just want Could more. Be I want more from these films. I don't think the as Jack Howard would say, the smashy smashy is enough for me. I want I want story and I want to connect with the characters and I I don't think you I think there's this assumption that audiences go to see these blockbuster films for the big fight scenes and the mm. cool superhero costumes and everything and i'm sure there's a bit of that but maybe it's just me personally but that's not hooking me anymore it's not interesting me anymore i want i want more from my film mm. i want more something that we can relate to and something that actually has some meaning in the world rather than generating these really similar films every two years for 20 years that they've planned out or whatever I'm just I'm so bored by that idea. I don't want to sound like I'm just arguing for no reason here, mm. but you weren't on his side. You weren't like with with Spider Man trying to be part of the Avengers and trying to be better, trying to be a better hero than he than he was. He was being held back by everyone, all the adults around him. He's trying to be an adult. I I did like that bit. I think it could have gone further with that though. Okay. I kind of like they told us that was happening by telling us. And I think maybe we could have been shown a little bit more his attempts mm-hmm. to be a part of stuff. Um, because that's all true, that he was trying to be a part of the Avengers and Iron Man thought that he was too young and a bit too, you know, hot-headed and whatever. And that that's great. I love that whole conflict. But mm-hmm. they just told us that was what was happening. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see it a bit more. Why couldn't there have been, like, I don't know, like another Avengers fight that he'd gotten um, word of and then he turned up and was like okay I'm ready to go and then mm. he ended up sitting in Iron Man put him in the corner or something you know mm. I don't know there just could have been something else there that we could have been shown I think mm. I think the biggest issue I had with the film and it's so funny because we had totally different reactions to Tom Holland's Spider-Man because I found him so unlikable and I think that's probably why I wasn't as sided with his journey to get into the Avengers because I was so I just pushed back against what what he was giving, whereas you, I think you kind of thought, I don't I know. I thought he, he was, was a realistic teenager yeah. who suddenly got all these powers. Mm. I thought he was fair enough, likeable. Yeah. What about and didn't you like? You just thought he was. I just thought he was a bit, a bit arrogant and a bit mm. of a douche. Yeah, just mm-hmm. a bit of a tosser and you wouldn't want to mm. be friends with him or, or like him. And that's fine. It's kind of a different sort of imagining of him. But the last two Peters we've seen have been very likeable. Mm. Um, and I don't, I don't know what it was. I, I didn't like, it's such a little thing, but there's a sequence where he swings through everybody's backyards and like ruins their furniture and their houses and everything. It's just a bit of a dick thing to do. And I just can't help but feel like 
Toby's Spider-Man would have gone back and tried to fix it all with his web and, you know, mm-hmm. at least left some money or left a note or something. And this, I guess it was true to the character, though, what you're saying. He is just a kid and just a teenager and he acts a bit strangely and maybe doesn't have thought for anybody else. And in that sense, I guess it worked. Mm. I guess I just don't like things like that. Well, what came across to you as being a dickhead came to me as being earnest yeah. and trying his best but screwing mm. up. you got a fingers crossed hope that he is going to turn up to be a man in the future. Mm. I mean, at the moment he's still 15, yeah. still learning. He's not exactly Captain America yet in terms of no. politeness and doing the right thing. And I liked that. I, it's hard because I've got these two sort of opposing things. I liked the whole thing that he wasn't quite ready to be an Avenger. And I liked the sort of stuff with Iron Man and the sort of almost like father-son relationship there. And I I did really like that he was earnest and trying really hard to be a part of it and trying his best and he just can't do that. But I don't know. It just didn't have any magic for me. It didn't. I think it was trying a bit too hard to say that that's what it was. Fair enough. I liked that he was, wasn't fully formed and that we shall grow with this new Spider-Man. But... I think it works because he is up against the Avengers or mm. in, in the Avengers world. Mm. If he just suddenly swings in and is the best Spider-Man and better than Iron Man and better than everybody else, it wouldn't quite ring true because we've had, you know, 20 other films with other heroes learning and trying to be heroes and failing and succeeding already. I think it's kind of cool that he is not quite there yet. Like but you're right, it would have been, nothing would have hurt him to have another scene where he swings in and tries to fix the, with his gadgets tries to fix the yeah the chair that he broke or something i don't know like but he was focused on getting the villain then so it's not like one backyard that he ruined doesn't really compare i know i know it's such a small complaint but i just i like the whole struggling with the powers thing but i think when you're making a movie where you're just sticking a straight into spider-man you're not having an origin story and you're not um having him wrestle with his powers they're trying to do all that stuff but have it straight flung into Spider-Man. I think those themes would work better for a film before that we wouldn't see. And I'm not saying I want to see another origin story. I'm just saying that those things would have been sorted out in that first film. Why in the second film when he's obviously been Spider-Man for a while, he's already got his powers, he knows how to swing from his web, was he still having those sort of issues a little bit? Like, I don't know. I The way I got it, he has had some a taste of success and a taste of the big time, mm. especially in Civil War when he was fighting up against all the big heroes. Yeah. And then Tony Stark just throws him back into school and is like, all right, we'll come get you in the future if we need you. Mm. And that's where his conflict comes from because he's like, I was fighting all these people. I could do so much more, but also I'm still stuck at school and also no one takes me seriously enough. The Avengers don't actually even like me. Yeah. And that's why he goes off and tries to do more than he can. It's one of those stories where if – Tony Stark would just been nice to him from the beginning and mm. trained him properly or sat down, had a conversation with him, everything would have been fine. But mm. obviously Tony's not that sort of guy and Tony's got his own issues with, you know, Captain America and whatever in this in this time period. But you're right. Maybe they were trying to do do two things there, have a new Spider-Man but also have an old Spider-Man and Yeah, conflict. I think that's where my issue comes from, maybe. What did you like about the film then? Nothing. (laughs) That's it. No. I did really like the whole suit thing. I like that it came from Iron Man. That made total sense in this universe. How are the eyes for you? Okay. I was happy with them because they made sense because they were sort of like 
um, almost like lenses that they focused and mm -hmm. sort of recalibrated and stuff. So I'm happy with that. It's kind of weird that it's just like a Iron Man suit for Spider-Man though. That's what I struggled with, yeah. Mm. What's And it, I think it is what I said in the last podcast. What's great about Spider-Man and Peter Parker is that he doesn't really know what he's doing and he has this homemade suit and he's just trying to figure it out. Mm. And then the slickness comes from here's this perfect mm. suit with all the gadgets that you never need to worry about and here's all this stuff. But That's why it was good at the end when he went and fought Vulture. Yes. In his own as himself, suit. yeah. yeah. It was yeah. good they did that. I've heard this question before. Why mm. doesn't Tony Stark give all the other Avengers who aren't, like haven't got their own powers, suits? Why doesn't he give a little suit to Hawkeye? <laughs> like, I understand Thor and Hulk are fine. And yeah. He's got his own suits, but doesn't want to give one to the guy who's just got a bow and arrow to help him or a little Black bit? Widow. Or Black Widow. Well, she's just a spy. That's all she is. Well, she's kind of like half an experiment on her to be I like know, Captain America, right? But even then. I think... The main thing I liked about this film was the best friend. Yeah, Ned. He was fantastic. <laughs> He's the guy on the chair. And that see, all that stuff rang true, though. If you had a friend who just told you this stuff, you'd ask him questions all the time about mm -hmm. all this stuff and you'd mm -hmm. be pestering him forever and you're like, why don't we tell someone? Like, mm -hmm. that relationship was so true to life. I really loved that whole whole dynamic. Um, and that was nothing new we haven't seen before. Yeah. Take you back yeah. to the other two films. He's got no friends. He had no friends. But Harry. Yeah. Kind of, mm -hmm. in both films. And yeah. he's got the girl he's with. Yeah. It was cool to see him interact with other people. Really, really mm -hmm. cool. And I kind of liked that they weren't doing an MJ or Gwen. Gwen. They did their own thing. Hmm. Whose name's MJ, but it's kind of her own thing. Well, no, that was the other one. Liz was the Oh, right. Sorry, this. yeah. yeah. I, I see what you mean there. Although, we saw an interview with Anne Gowrie Rice on Australian television, and she was really cagey about what character she was going to play. And Lonnie and I turned to each other and we're like, oh, she's definitely Gwen. You're we not said gonna that cast... in the last podcast that she's definitely yeah. going to be Gwen. You're not going to but... cast a blonde without her being Gwen. But she's literally just a friend. Yeah, just a no-name Betty friend. Brand. She's a character, but she's not yeah. exactly not Gwen Stacy. No, I was really I think it was just Australian media trying to pump up <laughs> yeah, someone probably. from Australia trying to make her more important than she is. She was great in the thing she did, but... Yeah, she was fine. Yeah, I loved all the high school stuff. That was kind of cool. They actually mm. went with that. I know in the lead-up to the film I was saying it was going to be a superhero film and a, and a John Hughes film put together and kind of. Kind of is, yeah. But also kind of not as well. So. Mm. I liked how he was definitely just in Queens doing his own thing. Mm. He wasn't, you know, over in, at the Empire State Building in Manhattan and everything yeah, in Times cool. Square. It yeah. was kind of a different part of New York we don't normally see. Mm -hmm. I've seen people online talking about, oh, it was so silly when he was in Washington and he was on top of the Washington Monument and he was all scared. I'm like, well, this Spider-Man hasn't been swinging around New York as much as the other Spider-Mans did. Yeah. It was kind of his first time being up that high. And also, if he falls, he hasn't exactly got another building to swing onto. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I thought some of the sequences were very good. I liked the whole scene when he meets Vulture for the first time. And that reveal was kind of cool. I did not pick that at I all. I didn't pick it either. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we're stupid, but. <laughs> I was surprised that they were doing it because that's kind of like yeah. a, a trope. But it was. I wish they kind of. Had longer though, because yeah, it know, kind yeah. of felt like, oh, it's happened now, just have your third act fight. But it was cool, wasn't it? Yeah. It was something different. I like that about it. And Michael Keaton's obviously fantastic in everything. I think I, the one thing I didn't like about that in the third act fight was why do they care about each other so much? Like, I get Spider Man wants to stop him because of everything, but why does he care about Peter? Surely 
the villain would only care about the hero in so much that it was they'd stopping them from getting what they want, right? Well, he was stopping him with the airplane, though. I guess so, yeah. But I mean, like, and he'd already annoyed him a few times as Spider Man. Yeah, I think what he liked Vulture was that he was under the radar of the Avengers, mm. and then no one else cared about him until Spider Man came along. Yeah, I liked that it was lower stakes. It wasn't Spider Man saving the universe or even saving New York. Mm. He was just taking down one dude who. No one else really cared about, but who was? Well, he had yeah. the weapons, though. The alien yes. weapons that could have caused mass destruction. Exactly, but yeah. that wasn't on, he wasn't on anyone's radar yet. Yeah. Except for Spider-Man. Mm. Although you do wonder maybe if, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. or the Avengers were going to come and get him and, like, yeah. all of a sudden just Tony Stark in a thousand Iron Man suits would have solved it. But they didn't. Mm. And that's the point, I guess. Spider-Man is filling the blanks. Mm. The other thing I really loved about the film were the Captain America... Little cameos yeah, with the training so cool. videos. So you've got into, de- into detention. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see them made for real. And take yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the post credits is really funny as well. Yeah. So and It was funny how they commented on the fact that he's actually like a war criminal at the moment because of what happened in yeah. Civil War. Yeah. Um, I think it's Hannibal Buress, isn't it? The teacher. teacher. Like, yeah, this guy's a war criminal now, whatever. They just he's still got... played the video. <laughs> he's got good points, yeah. Did you know that Tom Holland actually went undercover in the high school? Did he? In an American high school to get some, see what it's actually like. Because he's in Britain, obviously. He doesn't know what it's like to be an mm. American teenager in a school. And apparently that's where he got the idea for Flash. So Flash Thompson used to be the big tough bully who, mm. you know, beat somebody up. But he imagined him as the way, imagined in this film as a sort of rich kid who's a half popular, half douchey sort of guy. It's weird seeing Tony Rivalori as the, yeah, like. as a douche. Yeah. <laughs> In any other universe, he would have been Peter. Like, it's Perhaps, weird to see yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, though, because that's what bullies are. Bullies use social media and mm. that sort of thing now rather than just yeah. being a big tough guy. That still happens, but... Did Tom Holland come up with the idea of him being black? Apparently he was inspired... Oh, he was inspired by the fact that he wouldn't just be a tough guy beating up people for their lunch money. And the network listened to him. Should you listen to him? Well, I think he talked to the director and they talked mm, about it. Like, cool. I don't know how exactly it happened, but... Supposedly, I read it was inspired by his experiences at the school. He noticed mm-hmm. the, the most annoying kids were the, the rich yeah. douches like that. That was a cool, different interpretation. Penis Parker. And I really liked how Vulture, he was a low-stakes villain who's not trying to take over the world. He's just trying to get back after his injustice mm. served upon him. He was supposed to take over the you know, reconstruction of New York with his company. And I like that. And it's a cool... Working class hero sort of thing, an inspiration for villains. It's, it's interesting. It's very different. He's a better villain than you know. He was the guy in like um, the second Thor film. He just wanted to take over the world for no reason. Yeah, any other mm. villain in the Marvel films. Look what was happening in Guardians. The Guardians the two. Dad. The dad. So stupid. Anyway, he was a better villain. I don't think he was quite as well fleshed out as he could have been though. Yeah, I don't. I could have so. done a, a couple more scenes of him and his life and his experiences. Yeah, it just seemed like he was evil because he was evil. And the thing well, that I don't get is that there's a, there's a step between being a criminal and then literally disintegrating someone with a gun. That was an accident, wasn't it? Yeah, but he wasn't concerned about that. I was So because he's evil in one aspect, he's evil in everything. Like yeah. He's very much one-dimensional. So good. Well, I, I think they're missing the point between I'm wronged by Tony Stark and the government yeah. to next time I see him. I'm running basically a criminal empire. Yeah, to kill him. Yeah, that makes no sense. I didn't. I didn't get that at all. Mm. They don't 
look, any villain like in Marvel. Start a funeral for him, or well, no, yeah. but why couldn't he have shown some remorse mm. or been like, "Holy shit, I didn't mean to get into this thing where I'm killing everybody." And isn't that more interesting mm. rather than just one-dimensional? I'm killing everyone because I'm evil, like every other Marvel villain. I don't know. Yeah, I, fair enough. He was very just evil because he was evil because it suited the plot. Well, he, he didn't want to kill Spider-Man that much, did he? Until the end. They just wanted him to... No, I'm not talking about Spider-Man. I'm talking about, like... I don't know. He just had this... I think there were a few too many leaps made there that because he was wronged by Tony Stark's company, he then wanted to destroy Tony Stark. And then because he... I don't know. It was just... I didn't get the logic. Yeah, fair enough. It was good that he didn't reveal Peter's identity with the guy in the prison at the end. Yeah, but was that good, Lonnie? Or was that bad? Because now he's he's the only one that knows and it's going to get out and... Was that the same prison that Kingpin's in? Daredevil? Hmm. Looks similar to me. They're not the same universe, though, are they? Yeah. But not in... Well, the TV and the films haven't crossed over yet, but yeah. they are in the same universe, supposedly. Right. Mm. I wish... I hope so, because Spider-Man... Kingpin, but he killed all his cellmates, though. Prison... Uh, Punisher came in. Yeah, did that. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Great scene. I'd love to see Spider-Man in the Daredevil Defenders universe. That'd be cool because they're they're kind of similar. They're they're friends in the comics. Mm. And it'd be even cooler because all those heroes and the Defenders are a bit older and they're still doing street-level stuff but they're well-established at this point and then Mm. this kid turns up and is probably stronger (laughs) than the rest of them. I think that'd be a cool dynamic though. Like Mm. look at Defenders, Netflix Mm. Defenders, and add young Tom Holland into that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's more interesting than... Avengers with a young Tom Holland to me. Mm. But anyway. Well, Spider-Man is traditionally more of a New York street level yeah, person. And then yeah. the end of the film, he's like, I'm going to stay look after New York, which would be cool. I did like that at the end of this film, yeah. Although it looks like in the new Avengers films that are coming out next year and year after that, mm. you know, Thanos and all the aliens will come back and Spider-Man will have to fight him. But that's kind of cool seeing that as well, I suppose. I guess so. I just feel like it's not really his character to deal with whole, like, they'd zap him with one thing and he'd be dead. I don't. Yeah. That's one thing I, I didn't like about the film, and I, I agree with all the stuff you didn't like as well. I just like disagreeing with you on these podcasts yeah, just to thanks. make you... Just annoy me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked that. I didn't like that he didn't have his spidey sense. Yeah. He seemed to have yeah. all his other powers, and supposedly he's like the one of the strongest people, and he's... So he was supposed to be strong as well, right? Because a whole building fell on him, and he was fine. Yeah. Spider-Man is one of the strongest people in well, the Marvel yeah, Universe. Yeah, but they didn't, they didn't explain, like... The web came out from the web shooters because even Ned was able to do that. Mm. He had no spidey sense. Mm. What can this kid actually do? He's just strong. He jump high. You see, he was bitten by a spider that was radioactive. Gave him powers. Right. Thanks for mansplaining <laughs> that. I'm just saying that, that was a joke, all, those little, all those little bits about his character were taken away from him, though. But isn't that what we said last time when we were like, I'll just give a spider and we know Spider-Man now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, 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 I'm oh. not asking that. Okay. I'm saying that he had no spidey sense. Like, look at the things that make up Spider-Man, right? Okay. Spidey sense? None. Web shooting was done from a device. So it... That's, that's true to the comics, though, apparently. Well, yeah, no, true but what I'm saying is what's, what's special about Peter? What, what can he do mm-hmm. without the suit? Just jump high? Well, I think it's still crawl, can't he? You didn't, know, you didn't think that. You think he crawled because of the... I think he crawled because of the suit. I think he crawled because he's him. Right. Well, see, it's the issue. I want more well, clar- clarity yeah. about what he could do because then I thought he was just normal and then the suit was helping, 
And then when he got crushed by a building, I was like, how are you still alive? Well, it's not like he's a regular dude. He can still do all that stuff and jump high without the suit. He jumped over the gate in the film. Yeah, yeah. I just want a list of the things that he can do. <laughs> I want a list of the things he can do without the suit and then a list of things he can do with the suit. And I'd like Spidey Sense to be on one of those. If you're not Spider-Man without the suit, don't deserve the suit. Is that what Tony Stark said? Yeah, something like that. I liked the suck me in thing of the suit. We didn't have to squeeze into the lacquer. Yeah, that was cool. I don't get mm. In Iron Man 3, there's a whole thing at the end where Tony Stark destroys all these suits and he's like, I don't need the suits anymore. And then since then he's just got his suits back. What's that about? I think that's why we didn't review Iron Man 3. <laughs> well, I wanted to like finish him up as being Iron Man and then like be Iron Man in the rest of the films. Yeah. Is he going to be doing these Iron Man films until he's like 80? Well, is he having another solo Iron Man or not anymore? It'll just be Avengers. He's not contracted apparently. Right. He said he'll come back if Mel Gibson directs it. Are you joking? No, he's <laughs> oh, my God. I'd watch that. <laughs> yes, Spider-Man. I'm coming. What would you give it out of five? Hmm. What would you give it? Probably a two and a half. Two and a half, eh? I didn't like it very much. Mm. I'll probably give it four. And I know my own bias is getting in the way because I love Toby, okay? Yeah, well, that's what the masses are saying right now. But he's my Spidey. He's your Spidey. Toby's my Spidey. Do you know what I realised watching rewatching the Spider-Mans? That both of the previous Spider-Mans were two of my main crushes in high school. Like, they reminded me of them. Really? Yeah. What, you, what, you had a crush on Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire or people you liked? No, no, people I liked. And then I realised, oh, my God, you're exactly like Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker. Really? Yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? I only realised that re-watching this. Same, actually. <laughs> you're an idiot. But mine were the actual people. You're so. the actual. <laughs> this is Tobey Maguire. Well, there you go. Learn something every day. <laughs> And now this is why you don't like the new guy because you're replacing your crushes, is that right? I never had a crush that reminded who, me of Tom Holland. Who am I like? Ned. All right, then. <laughs> Come on, Ned's the guy in the chair. Ned's, Ned's amazing. All of Ned's humour was great. You don't want to be the guy in the chair, Naves. He wanted to. He needed to aim a bit higher, didn't he? Maybe he can be Spider-Man's assistant. I liked the... Bug boy. <laughs> I liked that he was just in the room one day and that's how he found out. Yeah, that was a good one. Because they were building the Death Star. Oh, wait. Okay. We've done our reviews, done everything else. Last word. Young Aunt May. What do you think? Now you've seen her in a whole film. Um, nothing against Marissa Tamai because she's great. But Ooh, okay. Well, yeah, not a fan. Aunt May's old and she's... She's the lady who played her in the first one. See, what's interesting there, and I, I totally agree, is that people are saying online, it's good that we haven't got a grandma, Aunt May. That kind of makes sense to me. Why was she so old in the first one? Oh, yeah. She She's shouldn't have been. Aunt. Well, my, my only thought was that, like, Peter's parents would have been a bit younger and she would have been a bit older. You know? Big stretch, though, isn't it? Like, in the first movie, she's definitely, like, 70, at least. Mm. And he would have been, assuming he's like he seventeen, high yeah, he's finishing high school. It can happen. It can, I'm not ha- saying it it can't. can happen. It, it's yeah. Not. It was kind of cool. We didn't have to do a whole Uncle Ben thing again. It was just happened, yeah. and that was oh, sorted. I've been talking about this. Okay, last word on this now. No, this I is- want to make a, a 
comment. Okay, go on. About the Uncle Ben thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, that made Aunt May's character totally one-dimensional and she had nothing to do the whole film. Mm. Yeah, I wish she had more to She do. could have been replaced for any other character and but it was fine. seemingly she's found out at the end of the film and so well, yeah, hopefully in it, going forward for the next 10 Spider-Man films are going to have, be she, she knows. Her um, and Ned yeah. kind of helping Spidey. Because we've done the whole thing, oh, she doesn't know, does she know, who knows, but mm. now she does know. Okay. Final word. Listeners. Who do you think would be Uncle Ben to this Tom Holland Spider-Man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, good. So has some interesting thoughts. I thought maybe Steve Carell. Yeah. But like Silver Fox Steve Carell, not Steve Carell in... Not Michael Scott. <laughs> no, not Steve Carell in Crazy Stupid Love. Like a Silver Fox distinguished Steve Carell with glasses maybe. You thought? Viggo Mortensen. Which... I think is an inspired choice. It is. If I say so myself. It is. And we also had our friend Lauren tell us on Twitter she voted for Aaron Eckhart, Aaron Eckhart which, you know, it's a well. strong contender, isn't it? Are you just, still are you still with Viggo Mortensen? I, I just think Viggo Mortensen should, should be in every film because he's so I wonderful. like the idea that it could be him but just as Aragorn. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> okay. And it's not mentioned the whole film. In, in, just, just in New York and <laughs> then he just dies. And he's just singing with his little <laughs> bow and arrow or whatever. Yeah. Oh, he's got a sword, doesn't he? You've got lots of things. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for listening. If you have thoughts about who Uncle Ben should be, let us know. You can tweet us at I only like you pod. Give us your thoughts on the new Spidey. Do you like it? Is he as good as Toby? The answer is no. No one will ever be as good as that. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.